Hey everybody, welcome to my first podcast. This is my first ever podcast, so I hope you enjoy. Over the course of taking racial justice this fall, I've become much more aware of the issues in the United States that pertain to race. The experience between being white in the United States and being a person of color in the United States is vastly different. Through the news, literature, and other forms of media, we're able to learn about new perspectives of Americans across the country. Recently, the 46th president of the United States has been declared after days of uncertainty. With that, Biden's running mate, Kamala Harris, has made history five times over, or more. Not only will she be the first female vice president of the United States, but she will also be the first African-American vice president, first Asian-American vice president, first mixed vice president, first vice president of color, and etc. Seeing her in a position inspires me as a person of color who would aspires to be a leader just like her that i had the chance to be in that type of position in the future with that being said her experience as vice president will definitely differ from that of when vice president joe biden was in office thus the question stands to what degree does identity specifically race play in the experience of leaders so today i'll be interviewing two different leaders from my town to discuss their roles in the community and how their identity might affect their everyday presence First, I'll be interviewing the mayor of South Windsor, Andrew Paterna. He is the current mayor of South Windsor. According to his bio, Dr. Paterna is involved in promoting a healthy community through healthy eating, nutrition, exercise, and support for locally grown food. He's actively engaged as an advocate for preserving South Windsor farmland and has continued to work through the Farmers Market Agricultural Land Preservation Advisory Commission, the South Windsor Food Alliance, and the South Windsor Land Conservation Trust, and also the South Windsor Hunger Action Team. Hello, how are you? Hi, Loxy, great to see you. Thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you for joining. All right, we can dive into the questions. Okay. So the first one is, what is a leader you look up to and why? Well, I think there's a couple of people I would name here. Uh, first one that comes to mind is Congressman John Lewis. Um, the second is President Barack Obama. And then the third would be President John Kennedy. And the reason I name all three is because I, I believe they all stood for racial equality and racial justice. And... Uh, as leaders, they tried to bring uh, move the country, bring the country along in that direction. Uh, it, it took longer than I'm sure they thought it would take. Uh, but essentially, I think their philosophy comes back to uh, somebody who's current today, and that is Dr. Ibram X. Kendi, who has written a book on how to be an anti-racist. And he essentially says it's not enough to say that you are not a racist but you have to become an anti-racist. That means taking action, speaking up and talking about issues that although they may be uncomfortable sometimes, we have to talk about them today. And I think those three people I mentioned were in that category where they began to talk about the issues that were important to them and important for racial justice in this country. That is so true, I completely agree. Okay, thank you. The next question is, how have your experiences as a leader changed based on your identity, specifically regarding race or religion? And it ties into another question of, 
um, based on that identity, have you had to change your approach um, as a leader to issues such as like racial issues or issues regarding Black Lives Matter? Okay, I, I think my experience has uh, definitely been based on my interaction with residents and activists in South Windsor. And it, as a part of the government, I think it's my responsibility to make sure that I help to represent all residents in, in our town. And that means addressing issues like education and housing and healthcare. And when we talk about all the disparities in those areas in our society. So what that leads me to is I feel now a responsibility that I must speak out. That's number one. And the other one is to show up. I need to show up to programs and events that will be working where groups of people will be working towards social justice. So I don't want to just be a person who says, well, I'm against racism. I, ha I feel I have to be a part of the anti-racist movement that's going to happen in the society, but specifically right here in the town of South Windsor, because I think it is happening. That's a powerful message. Thank you. Um, the next question is, do you feel as if white privilege being a white male has given you advantages or perhaps disadvantages as a leader and as a representative of the town? Well, I think it has given me advantages in, in an unfortunate way, because I think what it does is it puts people in a position where they're not represented very well. Uh, and I'll give you this example. I think there are three three principles that I think we need to follow. One is rep representation. So if you look at our town and our government and our board of education, what's the representation of all the different groups of people in this town? Uh, then resources goes back to the idea of healthcare and education and economics. Are we giving enough resources to all the people in this town? And then lastly, I think is what's my response as a leader? If my response is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you support but just wait for changes to happen or am I going to be someone who will be part of the change? That's where I think while I have this white privilege that puts me in a position and gives me advantages, I can't sit back and wait for change to happen. I think I have to be part of the change. So do we have a diversity of representation in our government? And, and right now I would say honestly no, but we have to work towards changing that. Do we have adequate resources for everyone in our community to be successful? I think no, we have a ways to go there. And how do we respond to issues that in a way that will provide equal access to everyone in our community? And that's where the schools come in. That's where our government policies come in. That's where we have to work towards change as opposed to waiting for change to happen. That's sometimes a mistake that people make. They say they're not racist, but they simply wait for change to happen. I think it's time for us to step up and be part of the change that we want to see. Wow, that was amazing. Okay. I, I agree, especially with the part of taking Thank the initiative. You. I think especially now, it's a matter of rather than just saying you do something, it's more of like, what do you do to, right. what steps do you take to ensure right. that it's and this kind of leads into our final question. And especially now when um, there's a new generation of leaders coming up, what is one thing you hope for other leaders or leaders or aspiring leaders? What do you want them to know about you or know about leadership in general? 
Well, I think, and I'll start with me and keep it at a personal level. I think what I would like aspiring leaders to know is that I personally will be working towards diversity, equity, and inclusion in every aspect of our town. And as leaders, I, I think that's the position I feel I have to take. Uh, I wanna be a catalyst for change as opposed to waiting for change to happen, as I said earlier. Uh, we have to be, let me make it more personal. I feel I have to be in a position that challenges the status quo. That we have to be, and I have to be the, one of the people who will question what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, I think we either believe that there are problems in our society or we don't. And if you look around and are honest, there are issues and problems that we should try to solve together. So if I don't want racial inequality to keep going, then I have to be one of those people who will step forward, challenge the status quo, maybe have those uncomfortable conversations with people that they may not wanna have. But I think we have to do that. Um, I also think it's important for us to bring in, we just had a guest speaker in South Windsor, Dr. Joseph Cooper from UMass Boston, who talked about uh, working towards being an anti-racist. So I think we have to have those kind of community conversations and bring in guest speakers and bring everyone in the community together. Unfortunately on Zoom, we can't get everybody in the same room anymore, but, but to have those conversations with uh, people who have done this research in this field and have a lot to say about where we can make changes. And that, that will be uncomfortable for some people, but I think that's what I have to do. Um, my responsibility as a leader is to keep that part of it going, that discussion, that dialogue going. Yeah, likewise at Groton, we've been taking similar initiatives with bringing in guest speakers or having yeah. gatherings to talk about these things. So even though it may make some people uncomfortable, it's important to have those conversations. We have to, yeah, we have to. And, and uh, to me, the beautiful part of it is if we can get enough people together, we can begin to raise the level of discussion. This is not, this is not a you and me disagreeing, therefore we'll never talk to each other again. It's bringing people together to say, how do we solve this problem? This is an issue here. Uh, one of the, I think one of the eye-opening experiences that I had is I went to one of the Black Lives Matter rallies and a couple of friends of mine, and I said I was going to the rally. A couple of friends of mine said, well, you know, I'm, there's no racism in our school, so I don't think we need to go to the rally. I said, well, you should just come with me. And when they heard what, because most of the speakers were students, and when they heard what students had to say about their experiences with racism in our schools, they were stunned because to them it didn't exist because it didn't happen to them. So that's, those are the kind of discussions we have to have. Mm -hmm. That's a very powerful message. Yeah, thank those you. Those are all the questions that I had for you for today. So okay. thank you so much for answering them. Oh, you're welcome. Great to be here and good luck with the rest of your semester. Thank you. All right. Secondly, I'll be interviewing town councilor Cesar Lopez. He's also my dad, so I definitely know him personally. <laughs> he is currently serving on the town council, having been recently elected the previous year, and is also a member on the Board of Tax Assessment Appeals, the Board of Directors for the Wood Memorial Library Museum, and South Windsor Alliance for Progress, or SWAP.
He's the first ever Latino to be elected as a town council member and the first person of color overall to be elected. Hello, how are you? I'm doing good, Lexi. How about you? I'm doing pretty swell. Thank you. All right, let's dive into the questions. So right. first and foremost, what is the leader you look up to and why? All right. So um, as you know, I'm also um, working at the Hartford Insurance, which is a 29,000 people uh, insurance company with offices all over the, the, the United States and in some uh, key places in, in, in the world. So um, we have a chief executive officer. His name is Chris Swift, and he's a leader that I admire a lot because um, even though he's new in that position, he has quickly gotten into, into uh, racial equity uh, conversations and, and issues within work uh, in order to educate uh, the entire population of the Hartford Insurance on, on, on the issues that are happening in, in society today. Uh, he uh, is a, a, a great advocate for diversity and inclusion in, in our company, and, and not just the old diversity and inclusion, but the new diversity and inclusion of, of today, uh, which goes uh, beyond uh, gender, beyond race, um, uh, all, all, uh, all the, the diversity that, that, that is available nowadays. And, and he is not shy at allocating funding for, for educating the entire population of Hartford insurance workers uh, so that we are abreast of, of the different uh, situations that are happening today in the world and we know how to handle those uh, in, a, in a very, very inclusive manner. Interesting. Okay, so the next question is, has you, how have your experiences as a leader changed based on your identity? Whether that be specifically race or religion or something else along those matters? Okay, so um, as a town councilor for the town of South Windsor, um, I, uh, my, I feel that my senses are on the lookout for a situation where racial inequality exists. So to give you an example, um, before when I will discuss items regarding uh, affordable housing in, in our town, um, uh, really I accepted uh, the recommendations that the commissions will, will provide uh, for, for our town. However, um, uh, as a leader, I feel that I should question those those decisions. I should question those uh, recommendations uh, because um, uh, there is not much affordable housing here in the town of South Windsor and it's not because it cannot be done but it's because somebody is saying it shouldn't be done. So I have to question why that is happening, uh, why um, we are not allowing uh, uh, people from our uh, from the capital city of Hartford to be able to afford housing in, 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 in these areas of, 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 of suburbia. Um, and, 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 and that makes me uh, realize that there is, um, there is a, a void, there is a gap that not many people are, are, are trying to, to understand why it's out there. But as a person of color, <laughs> I believe that it's my responsibility to, to dig into that and to bring out to light uh, the, 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 the reasons why um, there's not much affordable housing here. Mm -hmm. 
um, I also uh, feel that uh, my identity uh, as a person of color uh, has solidified what I, uh, um, the type of leadership style that I have uh, because I feel that there are members of the community that, that trust or they feel that I would be an, uh, amplifying their voice. And, and there was a reason they voted me into this role because they believe that um, um, I should be a good representative of them. So it's, it's very important for me to, to lead by, by example, to, um, to not be afraid of, of voice, my opinion when it comes to racial issues and to amplify the voices of the members of our, our community that are, uh, that are claiming for, for justice um, uh, in, in our town. You mentioned that being a person of color and that being your identity has given some form of advantage, especially when representing um, minority voices. But do you also feel as if there might be some disadvantages um, being a leader of color and also representative of the town? Well, I feel that there has been more advantages than disadvantages. And I, 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 this may sound a little bit uh, funny, but today, <laughs> whenever we are discussing uh, uh, the Black Lives Matter uh, uh, commission that, has, what, that was newly created or all the activities that need to happen uh, uh, in our town to, to be aware of this uh, social uh, problem, uh, I always start with, as a person of color, <laughs> as a person of color, as a person of color, I always start with that because I feel that that has given me the power to say something that is gonna be taken uh, at face value by the people who are listening to me, in this case, the other town councilors, uh, whether they're Democratic, Republicans, or, or unaffiliated. And, and, and if I feel that the color of my skin, I, it's now um, an advantage when trying to, to, to prove my points. Interesting. And finally, the last question is, what is one thing you hope for other leaders or aspiring leaders to know about you? or any advice you'd give them? My advice is um, uh, dialogue is good, but it goes nowhere if there's no action coming after that dialogue. So action takes leadership. Uh, movements take leadership. Um, change takes leadership. And sometimes change um, takes courage. Uh, to, to, to drive it. And, and, and we are at a point where we cannot be uh, complacent of, of the situations or turn our vision away when, when there is a, a problem trying to think that it's going to go away, especially in our towns. Um, uh, uh, racism is it's vibrant uh, in our public schools, in our town something that um, other council members, they believe that it wasn't happening, uh, but today we know it's happening thanks to, to the voices that have been amplified uh, throughout, uh, ever since uh, March of this year. Um, so my advice is to not look back to what things were before. And, and if this is a new norm because of the COVID-19, it's also a new norm 
because of, of, of the racial injustices that are, have been happening for hundreds of years, but enough is, is enough. Um, if, if I want them to know more about me is that um, at the beginning of my leadership career here in the town, um, I was shy. I was shy <clears throat> because I, I, I will feel that my ideas will have to be conformed to the traditional town uh, um, leadership uh, that has existed throughout um, hundreds of years. Uh, but uh, enough is enough, as I said. And, 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 and right now we have to really look out help uh, the communities that, that need more help. Many times we as leaders, we take an oath that we will treat everybody the same way. I, I, I think that we should put our priorities on the people that need the most help. Wow, I completely agree. Well, thank you so much for coming onto my podcast and answering these questions. It was really informative and I hope this, your, um, presence helps spread the message of leadership amongst people of color. Thank you, Lexi. Thank you, and I'll see you soon.